The Alabama Senate votes to make transgender reassignment surgery for the youth illegal. Eric Swallow files a lawsuit against Trump and is por porn destroying and degrading our society. We're going to get into all this and more. But before we get into this, please drop this video a like, subscribe, turn the post notifications on new every single day. Also, there's some random ads playing throughout the show that help fund and support the show. Please bear with me. Let's the Alabama Senate votes to make hormone therapy and surgery for trans youth a felony. So it seems like Alabama is trying to look out for children that are being abused by their parents because their parents have been brainwashed by this left-wing regressive agenda. Now, obviously, I think Alabama is making a good move in doing something like this. But this brings it back. Now, what are the Democrats trying to do right now? They're trying to make these blanket laws federally when it comes to transgenderism, when it comes to um, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of stuff that should be handled on a state level. And what they're doing, even when it comes to policing. Now, what they're doing is they're making states have to take countermeasures to combat what the federal government is doing. So if the federal government is like this, hey, we're going to allow a female transgender athletes um, playing women's sports, which, you know, at the end of the day, your biological male are, is going to be playing with a biological female, which is unfair. So how do these states have to combat it? Now these states need to make these anti-laws to help protect people from the federal government. So the states are literally making laws to protect from the federal government. And for the Republican states, these Republican states are just having more and more, I guess, conservative Republican laws to protect from the Democrat federal government. So I feel it's growing a bigger divide in this country when it comes to legislation. So let's read. Under the new law, transgender youth in Alabama could not be treated with puberty blockers, hormone therapies, or surgery. The state Senate voted to make this treatment a felony. Senators voted 23 to 4 to approve the measures. And I'm noticing a lot of these times when... Uh, you know, even when it came to the uh, the George Floyd thing, and a lot of these these states, I mean, it's like overwhelming majority voting uh, in favor of these um, laws that are protecting against the federal government moves. So it's dubbed the Vernable Child Compassion and Protection Act, sponsored by Republican Senator uh, Shea, whatever. The bill now heads to the state House of Representatives, which has already approved an accompanying uh, accompanying bill. The bill would make it a felony for medical professionals to treat transgender minors under the age of 19 with gender-affirming care. Violators could face up to 10 years in prison or a $15,000 fine. It's true. I mean, the science says that a vast, a lot, I don't know the, the exact percentage, but a lot of people who undergo this hormone treatment, this hormone therapy, by the time they get older, they realize it was a big mistake and they've been pressured by their parents, by their peers, by society in order to make these changes and a lot of them do regret it and that should be a decision like hey if you want to do that and you're an adult and that's that's what you want to do hey, hey no one could really stop you but to to force this stuff and put this stuff onto a child that really doesn't just doesn't know better if I, when i was five i was running around thinking i was a power ranger i mean am i going to go through therapy replacement surgery to make my make sure my skin's red because i liked i liked the red ranger am i gonna get a helmet glued to my head because i want I, I thought i wanted to be i wanted to be the red ranger and you're living in this imagination 
And these kids, you know, they might be living in this imagination where, hey, I'm a princess, but, you know, you're a boy, but you're living in an imagination. It's it's fine if you want to be a princess and, and you're a boy. Like, if that's what you want to do, I mean, it's like, you know, it's a kid. It's a kid's imagination of just let, let them let them let them live in their imagination. But then when it comes to, well, you think you're a princess. Well, do you like boys? Because princesses like boys. I like boys. The kids don't know what the heck they're saying. Like, yeah, I like boys. These kids don't have... They don't know what they like. They don't know what that means. They really don't know what that means. So these liberal parents, they'll see their kid dress up in a skirt, and they'll be like, well, do you like boys too? And they'll be like, yeah, I like boys. I like boys. Well, then you're gay. My kid's gay. Everyone give me praise and attention because my kid is gay. Hey, do you want to be a girl? Because you're dressing as princesses, and princesses are girls. So do you want to be a girl? Yeah, yeah, I want to be a girl. All right, I'm going to book you an appointment, and we're going to get your wiener cut off, and we're going to give you hormone replacement therapy. And we're going to make you a girl. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be a girl. And the kids don't know what the heck is going on. But the parents do. And the parents are doing this for social justice reasons because they want to get that praise and attention from their leftist peers. They want to become a, a victim so people feel bad for them and give them attention. These people are sick, twisted individuals in the head. And this is a good bill to prevent such things. And, and I'm, I'm always on the, on, the, on the edge of smaller government. I don't want the government to have to tell people not to or to, to force people not to abuse their kids. Like, it shouldn't be a thing. But I, 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 there is a line that gets drawn in protecting the people who can't protect themselves is, I guess, where that line is drawn, where the government needs to make moves to protect the people who can't protect themselves. So let's continue reading. The bill also requires school staff in the state to disclose a parent that a minor's perception that his or her gender is consistent with their sex, especially teachers, would be required to out gender students to the guardians regardless of whether they are ready to do so. Children aren't mature enough to make these decisions on surgeries and drugs, um, they told the Associated Press. The whole point is to protect kids. While similar, similar measures have been considered across the country, Alabama would be the first state to pass such a bill. Parents, members, and transgenders. This is good. I, I like how the Democrats are going so hard and so far with their radical left-wing agenda when it comes to, I guess, the transgender situation and the police situation. Because one, they're showing their hand. They're showing how radical and extreme they want to go with these measures. And it, it's, it's making awareness in the culture and even a bigger awareness when it comes to more local governments, state governments, city governments, whatnot. It's bringing an awareness where this may not have been a bill or even in consideration or even on this stage of this publicity or, you know, bills like this wouldn't really be going around or being in the talks as much if it wasn't for Joe Biden saying that men can compete in female sports. If it wasn't for that, this may not be happening. This may not be a talk and discussion that we're having, and it's very important. So it's like, let the left go radical left, because then there'll be a pushback from the right saying, hey, wait, 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 you're, you're making problems that uh, I guess maybe wouldn't really be so much in the public discussion or public discourse, but now you're bringing light to all these problems and all these things that you want to do. Yes, we're going to have our countermeasures now, and that's going to be better for society. And it's, you know, you're going to have Republican states they're just going to get better progressively, better and better and better. And then you're going to have these blue states just progressively get worse and worse and worse. So um, I guess let that divide go. I would rather Republican states be the, the superior states because if we ever do secede, uh, we'll be in a very good position to um, get away from Democrat America. 
So Congressman Eric Fartswell files a lawsuit against Trump over the Capitol insurrection. So Democrat Rep. Eric Swallow is suing Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Rudy Giuliani, and Rep. Mo Brooks, alleging that they're responsible for inciting the January 6th Capitol riot. So I guess um, the whole impeachment wasn't enough. The failure of the impeachment, that wasn't enough. So let's see what, he, what he's in detailing here. By the way, comment below if you think Eric Swallow is a freaking idiot. Uh, Rep. Eric Swallow, who served as a House manager in the Donald Trump's last impeachment, filed a lawsuit Friday against the former president, his son, lawyer, and a Republican congressman whose actions he charged charges led to the January's insurrection. The California Democrat, Democrats' suit was filed, uh, uh, filed Friday in federal court in Washington. It alleges a conspiracy to violate civil rights along with... Uh, negligence, inciting a riot, and inflicting emotional distress. Inflicting emotional distress. You hurt my feelings. It follows a similar suit led by Rep. Benny Thompson last month in an attempt to hold the former president accountable in some ways for the actions of January 6th following the Senate acquittal. You know, if the Democrats really want to play this game on what, who incited what and how, you know, you, you want to really go down that road because... It didn't go well for you guys at, at the impeachment trial. If anybody actually did watch that impeachment trial, you would see Trump's lawyers come out and just obliterate the Democrats when it came to their rhetoric rhetoric versus how, how, how he was talking. And what Democrats did was far worse, far more destructive. Uh, literally, in the billions of dollars worth of damage, they're bailing out people, literal, literal terrorists and thugs and gangsters, and they're bailing them out. I mean... These people are sick individuals. I mean, they really do not realize. They, they do realize what they're doing, and they're just trying to divert blame, and they know that they own the media, they own the fact-checkers, so they can just get whatever they want. Uh, it could be the narrative, but that's why I'm here. Swalwell charges that Trump, his son Donald Trump Jr., along with former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani and Republican Mo Brooks in Alabama, made false and incendiary allegations of fraud and theft. In a direct response, the defendants expressed calls for a violence at the rally, a violent mob attack in the U.S. Capitol. So, uh, Eric Swalwell, uh, are we going to talk about all the times you promoted the Russia conspiracy hoax or that Trump stole the election? Are we going to talk about all the times that you promoted these verifiably false hoaxes? that were really literally verified by the FBI, verified by intelligence organizations, even verified by the people reporting on them. Even they were the ones saying it was a big nothing burger. Are we going to talk about how you were promoting these verifiably false allegations when it came to fraud and theft of the election? Are we going to talk about that? And are we going to talk about how those allegations led to years worth of billions of dollars in death and destruction from the left-wing base who was frustrated and outraged over these allegations, which it was over the allegations and also uh, adding fuel to the fire to an already uh, burning down destructive organization as, as of BLM. It all goes together. It's all their whole narrative is what created uh, created all of that. But are we going to talk about that? Is the media going to talk about that? Obviously not, um, because there's a severe and big double standard. And these people just live in their own little world, their own little bubble, and it's up to us to just educate people. The lawsuit spells out how, uh, spells out in detail how both Trump, Giuliani, Brooks spread baseless claims of election fraud, both before and after the 2020 presidential election was declared in charges 
that they helped to sign up the thousands of rioters before they stormed the Capitol. Five people died as a result of the violence at the Capitol on January 6th, including U.S. Capitol Police officer. Now, apparently, that U.S. Capitol Police officer that died, apparently, uh, I believe the wife was coming out saying that it was completely unrelated to what was going on there. <laughs> Uh, but you know how the left does that, you know, five people died and it's like, you'll, I, mean, I mean, I'm just being, using a hypothetical example here. So I don't take it as a fact where you'd be like, five people died at this thing. And you find out one accidentally got hit by a car. The other one just suffered a random stroke. Um, the other one got, you know, just fell in, tri you know, you find out like, oh, well, oh, okay. So it really wasn't that related. Um, I'm, I'm assuming similar instance uh, in this case as well. Now, after f failing miserably with two impeachment hoaxes, Swalwell is attacking our greatest president in yet another witch hunt, Miller said. It's a disgrace that the compromised member of Congress like Swalwell sits on the House Intelligence Committee. Yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, y you were literally sleeping with the Chinese spy. And you should, you should just be, you know what, let me take the back seat. Let me hide in the shadows. Let me get my paycheck. Let me do my job. Let me just be another vote. You know, I did get caught sleeping with a literal Chinese spy who was helping my campaign. Let me just fade into the background. That would be the smart thing to do. But no, these people, one day they'll get theirs. That's, that's The pendulum's going to swing backwards, and one day these evil people, these idiotic— I think Eric Swalwell, there's evil. Pelosi is evil. Cuomo is evil. They're not stupid. They're evil. AOC is stupid. Eric Swalwell is stupid. So there's a difference between being evil and stupid. But at the end of the day, they know what they're doing. It's more about an evil agenda. Uh, Eric Swalwell, I don't think he's evil. I just think he's stupid. I mean, if you take one good look at this guy, I mean, you, you look at his, and he just has no soul. He has no, there's no brain function in there. You can just tell when you look at somebody and hear them talk. Whatever. He's, he's, you get what I'm saying. Anyway, guys. I want to talk about porn for a second, and I want to talk about an opinion that might be unpopular to many people watching this show. But I want you to hear out what I have to say in my entirety before making an opinion and, and freaking out in the comments and unfollowing and unsubscribing to me because I don't have one of the same opinions as you, even though we agree 99% of the time. So hear out my full argument and everything I have to say because we will both agree on a lot. So I'm noticing right now there is this big anti-porn movement. And it's not just anti-porn. It is more shaming people who are into porn. Okay? And I'm going to talk about, I'm going I'm to play this video that I guess kind of started the debate and the discussion. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to break it down, the reaction and what is being said. So this guy made a video, and it says, this is why porn is bad for your brain, and it's a TikTok video, especially for young men who are still developing. And he's like doing a cringe dance, hijacks the pleasure centers of your brain, your frontal lobe, instant gratification, and he's just doing like a dance. And it's kind of cringy, but it's supposed to be like that, you know, a hip TikTok type of thing, but it comes off cringe. And like, I agree with it. I agree. It does have these negative effects and these negative repercussions um, to your brains. And I'm like, you know, I agree with that. But then I go to, I'm not calling out the typical liberal. He's a good guy. I'm a friend with him. Um, but I think it goes, you know, it applies here and just other people in general. He's just the one that I happen to find. So it goes, porn is degenerate. It degrades society. It is not normal to be infatuated with your phone. 
Find the right man or woman and start an incredible family, which will give you so much long-term gratification instead of instant degenerate gratification. Do you want a lot of gratification? That's long-term. Short gratification is like winning $200 off a $2 slap at a casino. Go for gold, start a wonderful family, stop watching porn and rot in your brain. Thanks to Coach Jeremy for this video. So it's he's not entirely uh, wrong. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of fact into what he has to say. But my problem is that it kind of feels like you're shaming people for having a porn addiction. And I'll go into why that's significant in a moment. But I said, I made a post saying, being anti-porn is why people don't like conservatives. My motto is, you do you, boo-boo. Also, just don't make your guilty pleasures a problem. Be responsible like with anything else. And after I made this post was when I really did start thinking. And I started thinking, you know, uh, why, you know, what's something else related that's kind of like porn that that was treated how we're, it, tr porn is being treated now? And I was thinking throughout history, you know, there's always been those guilty pleasures that have resulted in addiction, resulted in problems, resulted in, in how people develop, and resulted in bigger problems in their own personal life and their own family life. And if we go back through time, we're going to find that before porn, it was weed. Weed's kind of now getting to the point where it's becoming more accepted. It's fine because people are learning how to smoke responsibly and not have an addiction. If you have an addiction and it's destroying your life, then that's a problem. Before that was rock music. I mean, there was a whole movement. If you're going to listen to rock music, it's going to lead to devil worship. Uh, before that, then it was alcohol, which, you know, you can't drink alcohol because it's bad for you. I mean, even with, I guess, uh, kind of cigarettes to a certain extent. Um, obviously, all of these things, probably the exception of rock, are is bad for a young developing mind. That goes without question. But if someone wasn't addicted to porn, they might just be addicted to drugs. If someone wasn't addicted to drugs, they might just be addicted to alcohol. If not alcohol, maybe gambling. And when you're tackling addictions and you're tackling, um, oh, someone's addicted to porn. So let me just shame them and talk about how this is a degenerate and degrading for society, which isn't entirely wrong. But you're shaming people who might have an addiction, and you're shaming people who don't have an addiction, who are just like, you know what, like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm not good with the ladies, I'm not good with girls, I try, and, you know, I, I just need to whack it off every once in a while, and, and it's not a problem, and it's just fine, it's, you just whack it off every once in a while, I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing different than what's been going on in society for the last the thousands of years, like, there's literally, like, ancient porn, like, carved in stone, there's been orgies all throughout history. I mean, it's literally ancient porn, and it's something that's been going on for thousands of years, and, and, you know, and orgies have been going on for thousands of years. So it's not out of the ordinary for, uh, for this type of stuff to be integrated into society. I mean, any type of thing, that anything that, that stimulates the pleasure center uh, could become a problem, obviously, if it's abused. But it still does not target the core problem as why is this person addicted to porn? Why is this person addicted to alcohol? Why is this person addicted to any of these guilty pleasures? And it's not so much the guilty pleasure that's the problem, 
but it could be a problem that's actually going on in somebody's life. Maybe they're a loser. Maybe they were abused. Maybe, and, and this goes for every single one of these guilty pleasures. There are, there are reasons why people are addicted to certain things, and addiction is when it becomes a problem. I think if you watch porn either to enhance sex with a partner or to to uh, in and just just to get by in your life if you have certain urges that you need to get off your back i mean i i know a lot of people who work in that industry and they're just they're normal people most of the time <laughs> but i want to go through i mean i'll obviously get more into detail about these opinions as i go through these responses that i had to people uh, because it really did get me thinking so somebody made a response saying but what about its links to sex trafficking and revenge porns that's posted every day on those sites? And I pretty much said the industry is different than porn itself. He goes, hmm, okay, I see where you're coming from. I'm like, the industry is predatory and gross. That's without a doubt. There is predatory and gross stuff in the industry. And he responded, but the porn itself is not wrong, but the industry who takes the gross acts is. And I also said, uh, but that but that doesn't discredit sex workers who want to be sex workers. I'm friends with a lot. They're regular people who made different choices. I mean, you can say the same thing for alcohol. Someone who make, makes and produces alcohol and sells it. That, that That's fine. But if you're looking at it in the guise of, oh, alcohol is destroying people's lives and, and you're selling alcohol. Well, listen, it, it, well, you're selling alcohol hoping people will drink responsibly. What was it? So then he said, so a change in management would be okay, like only fans being okay since it's ran by the sex worker herself or himself. I can agree, and it's okay when it's their own choice, like only fans. The industry is what I'm not okay with. And I said, exactly. The industry is changing to be more independent, like most industries. He said, thank you for responding. It made me understand what you were saying better. And I like having these conversations with people because some people do, okay, I get it. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. And that's why I like occasionally having comments with people. And it's nice when people are open-minded. And uh, it's, you know, there are bad things to come from industries, but that's different from the topic itself. You know, the uh, pharmaceutical companies can give some really good drugs that people need to survive, but then at the same time, they can be predatory and prey on people's addictions when it comes to painkillers and antidepressants. So there's, you know, there's bad with the industry, but there could be some good with the actual product or the, the, the category themselves. So people are also saying, you know, um, you know, porn destroys families. Let me see what this person said in particular. Um, they said, hold on, pulling it up. Someone also replied to me saying, porn destroys families. That's why we don't like it. I believe this one was my response. I said, porn addiction destroys families. Drug addiction destroys families. Alcohol addiction destroys families. Gambling addiction destroys families. The point is, everyone does at least one of these guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures are fine as long as it's not an addiction where it controls your life like everything else, like anything else. People who have these addictions are dealing with other issues, and such guilt, such guilty ple pleasures becoming an addiction is that coping me mechanism, if not porn, alcohol, if not alcohol, drugs. If you attack porn, you, you need to attack those other things that's not... Uh, it's basically when you attack porn, you're not solving the inner deeper issue that's leading to the addiction. That's just removing potentially bads without fixing the core problem. Why does this person have an addiction? Also, the business doing evil. 
is different than what the business is. Alcohol companies can actively engage in e evil, but it's totally okay, and there's nothing wrong with having a drunk drink every once in a while. It's not okay to become the town drunk. There's a personal responsibility there. And someone says, look, the whole point is we have to show an example for the youth, the, the young ones coming in. What we do in private is just our business and should always be our business, but to come out publicly and advocate for porn is just irresponsible. Where I replied, where am I advocating for porn? I'm just telling people, people go watch porn. I'm not telling people to go watch porn. I'm just saying you do you and be responsible. I feel like you missed the whole entire point. You know, some people don't like their ideas to really be challenged, but, but listen, you know, before, before we do is right, there's always, there were, our society is always going to have a guilty pleasure of the decade that is bad for the brain, bad for the youth, bad for people to get addicted to. Every single decade, we're going to have one of those things. And if we're looking throughout history, every single decade, there's something new. And usually what was in the previous decade, for the most part, becomes integrated and more normalized in our society. You cannot stop human nature. You cannot stop the way our society is going. But what you can do is you can properly educate people. That is... That is key. You can properly educate people the dangers of a certain guilty pleasure. You can properly educate people on, you know, don't make it a problem, don't make an addiction. At the same time, you can help people who do have certain addictions. And I think it's very important that we don't make it so taboo because when you make things taboo, it's harder to keep tabs on it. If there's a lot of conservatives out there who want to outlaw and ban porn, when you do that, you're just going to create a massive black market of, of porn, and, and you actually might make the industry even more evil because now they need to operate in the shadows and operate in the dark. Now, listen, this is, this is unrelated to hu human trafficking. Like what I'm saying is unrelated to human trafficking and the exploitation of, of, of young women and men uh, when it comes to producing this type of stuff. That's, that's a completely different story. That is just predatory organizations and industries, you know. But you can still consume from people who are, who are like, on OnlyFans. It's just a girl who, who, you know, she doesn't really care. She doesn't really mind. It's something she likes. You know, maybe she needs some money, and she doesn't, and she's finding whatever she's doing. She, you know, that's what she wants to do. That's a choice and decision that she made, and it's not up to us to tell her what she should do uh, when it comes to making an income. That's not up to us to decide, you know? So there are people who, that, that's their living. That's the thing they do. I make podcasts. Some people make porn. That, that's how it is. If that's their choice, that's their choice. If they're being preyed on and it's a predatory, then maybe you get some lawsuits going. But it's better to have these organizations and these companies and these industries act in the spotlight so we know what they're doing and what they're up to so we can help make a better change than to have them work in the dark and work in taboo. And once you make things taboo, it actually becomes more appealing for the youth. And that, that's another problem. But if we put it on the forefront, I guess similar to how we talk about safe sex in school, you know, hey, you're probably going to have sex. So here's a condom. You're probably going to have sex, uh, even though you're not supposed to because it's degenerate to have sex before marriage. But you're probably going to do it. So here's some condoms. Here's some educational forms on how to have safe sex. Here's how to prevent pregnancies. Here's how to prevent STDs. Um, and then, you know, let's give you a little moral trip also as well. But you're probably going to do it. And you're not really shamed for doing it unless you're in a community that shames people for doing those things. But 
to shame people for having an addiction that could possibly be hurting and destroying their life is not the way to go about it. Because it, as I said, if they're not addicted to porn, they'll be addicted to something else. Because all these these guilty pleasures, it preys on the human nature and the way our brain chemistry works. When you need to get that reward feeling, you need to get that satisfaction feeling, you need to get that risk factor feeling. And that's the core issue. And it's all it's all it's all built around how our, our how our brain functions and how we become addicted to certain feelings. Um, what I'm saying is the reason why I'm 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 saying pleasure, instant gratification, and stuff like that is because you can apply that what what that and porn, and you can apply that same standard to every other guilty pleasure that has become normalized in society when it is done responsibly, such as gambling drinking and even smoking weed so that it's i hope you guys have an understanding of what i'm trying to say here i'm not advocating i'm not saying you should go out and watch porn it's better if you don't go out and watch porn but if you're going to watch porn do it responsibly and i'm not going to shame you and if you have an addiction to porn to the point where it's actually destroying your life destroying your family and encroaching on your work and your day-to-day life, then just like with any other problem, with any other addiction, seek help. Reach out to someone, talk to somebody. We shouldn't make them feel like you're a monster, you're a degenerate. Are you going to say that to someone who's an alcoholic, who, who you know, okay, this person has a problem, they're an alcoholic. You're going to go up in their face and say you're a degenerate, you're disgusting, you're, you're evil, your brain is messed up, blah, blah, blah. Like, what? You're just going to make this person's addiction worse. You might actually make them commit, commit die. I mean, there are ways we need to handle this. And I don't think shaming, shaming the whole entire thing is definitely not the way to go about it. So I hope you guys understand everything that I'm saying here. And I, ho- and I hope you, you agree to a certain extent. Um guess that ends the show for today so thank you guys for watching be sure to like subscribe to the post notifications on new video every single day um yeah i guess this show is completely fun and supported by you guys patreon.com slash joey salad if you donate i'll give you a call to say thank you listen to the full episode of the show the joey saladino show and all the podcast apps um text me my number's in the in the description in case sorry a little burp in case i get removed from the internet peace out guys